بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاه والسلام على من لا نبي بعد ما بعد in india shishti sansala and lakshmandi sansala and kadri sansala were more prevalent in pakistan lakshmandi sansala and kadri sansala pre partition were more prevalent and because hazrat tanviram tanai was very much pro the creation of pakistan so because hazrat tanviram himself to obviously not but almost many not many of his khulafa migrated to pakistan from india so when his khulafa migrated to pakistan from india that was the main influx of the chishti silsila into pakistan prior to that major influx Mostly in Pakistan was Naqshbandi Madadi Sulsala and Qadri Sulsala amongst what you would call Proto-Deobandi or Pre-Deobandi means amongst the Al-Haq Mashaykh, right? In India, there was a lot of Chishti Sulsala. One reason for this is that Naqshbandi Madadi Sulsala and Qadri Sulsala are actually global Salasim to be found in many countries all over the world. And Chishti Sulsala is mostly Uh, has been predominant in Indian subcontinent, though that there have been few Salikin who would come from other countries and met the Mashaikh of Hind, and then took this Chistinus but back to them to their own countries. Then, when it comes to the Akalur Ulama Deoband, and especially we can say the founding generations of Deoband. So you have to understand a couple of things. Number one is that Darulam Deoband did not appear out of nowhere. Darulam Deoband was predated with the nisbat of what we call Kibar and Akabr Ulama Hind. And in the Kibar Akabr Ulama Hind, there was a great majority of them who were Naqshbandi Mujaddidi. One is obviously Imam Rabbani Sheikh Ahmed, so Hindi Ramtani. Second is Shah Waliyah Muhaddis Dehlavi Naqshbandi Mujaddid Amlana. And all of the Akabar Deoband and the entire Maslak of Deoband's entire Asaneed of Ijazah of Hadith goes to Hazrat Shah Waliyullah Naqshbandi Mujaddidi Dehlavi Ramtana. Then all of his children, the prominent ones, Shah Abdul Aziz, Shah Rafiuddin, others, Rahimahullah Ta'ala Alayhi Majma'in, were the first ones to translate Quran into Persian and the first ones ever to translate Quran into Urdu. Then there was another famous Shaykh, Hazrat Shah Ghulam Ali Dehlavi Ramtani. And there was a great Muhaddith by the name of Hazrat Mulana Fazl Rahman Ganj Muradabadi Ramtani. And he was the Ustad of Mulana Qasim Nanotwi Rimullah Ta'ala. And Mulana Qasim Nanotwi Rimullah Ta'ala was, is considered to be The Bani of Darulam Deoband, although strictly speaking, he was actually uh, Mulana Mahmud Hassan, was the first teacher, and Mulana Mahmud Hassan, Yani Sheikh of Hind, was the first student. Then Hazrat Haji Amdadullah Mahadir Makir Amtanai, he was originally first Baya in Naqshbandi Mujaddidi Sulsala, and he got Ijazah and Khilafah from his own Sheikh. And then when his Sheikh passed away, because he still felt that he was young, and he felt the need to have some saya or some shade upon him. So he did tajdeed-e-baya 
but then this time he did it in Jishti Silsala uh, and then he got Ijazat in Jishti Silsala. Alright? Now from amongst the earliest generation of Akabar of Deoband, they were all his students. Any Hazrat Mulana Muhammad Qasim Nanotriam Tanai, Hazrat Mulana Rashidam Mukunguriam Tanai, Oh Hazrat Fajr Shafali Tanriam Tanai, Hazrat Mulana Hussain Madina Tanai, Hazrat Sheikh Al In Mulana Mahmud Al Hussainam Tanai, and even others were all the basically Murids and then Khulafa of Hazrat Hajim Dadullah Muhammad Makinam Tanai. When you read, and this is what I call the first generation of Akabar Abdulban, when you read the way they talk about their Shaykh and whatever mention they make, the Hazar Hadim Dalla Mahajim Makirante was truly what we call Majmal Bahrain. He was a true amalgamated of Nakshimadi Mujadadi and Chishti Sosma. And he was a very Sahib Kamal Wali Kamil Shaykh and Trikat. That's why these great ulama became bare to him and these great ulama got face from him. Then the second Muhtamim of Darulam Deoband, I have maybe once on occasion told you it was the first, but I've been rereading the history of Darulam Deoband also, to actually there was another Muhtamim for a short period before him. So strictly speaking, the second Muhtamim of Darulam Deoband, Hazrat Shah Rafiul Deen Ramtane, he was also Naqshabandi Mujadidi Sussala, and the first Mufti of Darulam Deoband, Mufti Azizul Rahman Ramtane, he was also Naqshabandi Mujadidi Sussala. And in Tariq Dalam Dilban it's mentioned that Mufti Zizur Rahman al Taleh used to have weekly Majasizikur Marakaba and weekly Khatamat Fajagan. Alright? So actually in the early period Dalam Dilban was open. And there were many Qadri Mashaikh who sent him Muradin, many Nakshabani Mashaikh who sent him Muradin, many Chisti Mashaikh who sent him Muradin. Now the Dilbani Madaris Half or in fact more of the students are there due to the barak of Tadliqi Jamaat. So if you ask a student why you're here, he'll say, Well, my father went on children Tadliq and when he came back, he said, I'm sending you to Madrasa. Yeah, Allah Akbar. But at that time, there was no Tadliqi Jamaat because several decades after Mulana Qasim and Nothem and others. So how was Dhuman originally Abam? So these Mashaikh Tariqat used to send the Muridin and their own children from the different Hanukkahs of the Ulamai Haq all over what today you call India, Pakistan and Bangladesh for that matter. So the original influx was from all these different Mashaikh Tariqat. And that's why these original Akabir, Asatiza, Mutarrisin of Darulam Deoban had a great fondness and affinity with all the Mashaikh of all the different systems. But no doubt over time, and like I told you, especially after partition, and especially in Pakistan, because Hazrat Tanvi was believed in the creation of Pakistan, and so a large number of his Khulafa came here, and because his Khulafa were largely, not always, largely from ulama, two prominent ones who weren't were Hazrat Khaja Azizul Hazrat Majur and Hazrat Dr. Abdul Hai Arafi, Rahimullah Ta'ala, they were not ulama. But otherwise, many of his khulafa were ulama, and so they came here and they set up madaris in this country. And not only were they madaris, they were shaykh hadith, they were mufassir, they were mufti azam, so such as mufti Muhammad Shafriyam Ta'ala, Khalifa Vazatana Mirdharam Karachi, Alami Yusuf Minoyam is also from Vazatana, this is Lahimid Jami Islamiyah. Newtown, now known as Benoit Town, right? Uh, 
So when these big, big Akabar ulama, who happened to also be Ulafa, was it? Tanriyamtai made these madaris in Pakistan. That was the real establishment of the Deoban movement in Pakistan. But prior to that, many of these Khankas in interior Sindh, interior Punjab, and even Sarhat would send their Muridin to Deoban to study, and those Muridin would come back, but they would again come back and teach in the villages. They didn't make these big institutionalized madaris. So making institutionalized, big institutions, darlooms, institutions of Islamic learning, this is a khas kubuliyat that Allah SWT gave, Shaykh Ashraf Ali Tan Maybe this was the, his own qurbani, because he, rather than make a big institutionalized darloom, on the instruction of his own Shaykh Hazar Hajim Dadullah Mahajim Makkir he went to Thanabhavan. And he has set up the Khanka there. So the barakah of that sacrifice, Allah Allah, but maybe the barakah of that sacrifice that Allah Ta'ala accepted many of his khulafa to make these huge, established and long-standing and long-running up till today major darlooms in this country of Pakistan. Now the Surah Bardi came into the South Asian region through a very famous bazaar, Hazrat Bahauddin Zakaria. Alright, and he is the main influx of from the ulama Ahlul Haq on the Surah Vardhi But Surah Vardhi mostly has died out, whether from Ahlul Haq or even whether from Bidati Bailvi, it's almost non existent, and it's almost non existent in the Arab world as well. The Qadri Sansana in this country was very strong, especially in certain areas of Punjab. Two very famous Qadri Mashaikh was Hazrat Ahmad Ali Lahori Ramtale, who was also a great Mufassir of Quran. And then Hazrat Mulana Abdullah Dirkhasti Ramtale, who was a great Muhaddith. And there is a Khanka and a long tradition of Qadri Mashaikh in a place called Deenpur Sharif, which is a bit ahead of Khanpur. Alhamdulillah, I've been to Deenpur in the company of my late great Ustaz, Hazrat Mulana Muhammad Ashraf Shahid Mankoti Ramtale. Then the Naqshbandi Mujaddidi Salsala, main Salsala in this country, in fact almost all, 99% of the Ahlul Haq, in Masak and Deoban, Naqshbandi Mujaddidi Salsala, comes from a Khanka in Musa Zay Sharif. There was Hajar Haji Dost Muhammad Kandahari Ramtani, who initially took this business from India, Hazrat Shah Ghulam Ali Delvi Ramtani, and from his Khulafa, and then he, from, from Kandahar, Afghanistan, he came into Pakistan and he ended up settling this place near Dera Ismail Khan from Musa Zayshri. And I've also had the tofik to go there. In fact, I gave Bayan once in Google University in Dera Ismail Khan. <laughs> so, uh, then there were three Mashaikh there who established in Musa Zayshri. And Hazrat Shah Fazal Ali Qureshiri Mullah is considered to be one of the great Mashaikh who came from that tradition. 
I want you to know that there was some other Messiah. Hazrat Shah Fazlul Krishna had appeared by him. His name was Hazrat Malana Hussain Ali Ram Bichrawala, Primolatala. He was the greatest professor of Quran perhaps in his time. And a lord of the real Abhamja Dora Tafsir Quran, who actually Dora Quran, the real Dora Tafsir that these ulama Mufassirun used to do for 40 days in Shaban and Ramadan and the Madaras, and they would do Tafsir day and night, 8 hours a day, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day. Extremely detailed academic tafasir, Hazrat Mawana Hussain Ali, Ram Bichrawala, Primullah was one of the first to do that. Then there's another great Naqshibandi Mujaddidi Sheikh, Hazrat Mawana Muhammad Abdullah Bezviram Tane. He was also a great professor of Quran, his tafsir al I have in my home. Uh, and uh, some of you who came with us to Mankot, so he was our Ustaz, Hazrat Mawlana Muhammad Ashraf Shah Ramtale Susar. So Mufti Ahmad Bai's uh, Nana, Hazrat Mawlana Abdullah Belvi Ramtale. Uh, and he has, mashallah, has certain tasanif, most famous of which is his tafsir. Uh, and he also, his son, compiled a four-volume work known as Ma'arif al-Bilvi that was published by Hazrat Malani Yusuf Ludhianvi initially from Maktaba Ludhianvi in Karachi. Uh, so Hazrat Malani Abdullah Bilvi Ramtane was also a great Naqshabandi Mujadidi Sheikh. And the way his sisla was is that interestingly his first bayah was actually in Qadri Sinsala and he got khilafa uh, from his first shaykh. It was uh, Hazrat Mulana Muhammad Amir Mulatala, who was somewhere also in that area near Dera Ismail Khan. And then after that, he gave bayat Hazrat Mulana Hussein Ali Bambitrawala. And he became his formal student in Tafsir. And after Hazrat Mulana Hussein, uh, Hussein Ali Bambitrawala, Hazrat Bilviramtai was a major professor. Quran and he continued this tradition of teaching Dora Tafsir. After Hazrat Mulana Hussain Ali Bambachara passed away, he gave birth to Hazrat Fazal Ali Qurayshin and then he also got Khilafat from Hazrat Fazal Fazal Ali Qurayshin Hazrat Fazal Ali Qurayshin had 66 Ulafa, of which 4 or 5 are really their Sasala continued. One was Hazrat Bedri Amtale, one was Hazrat Muhammad of Ghafur Mandir Amtale. One was Hazrat Khwaja Abdul Malik Siddiqui Ramtane. One was Khwaja uh, Ahmed Sayyid and Muhammad Sayyid Chokulayshi Ramtane, who was the Sheikh of Hazrat Sayyid Zawaru Sayyid Ramtane. So there were these four or five Mashaikh in particular from those 66 Khulafa. Uh, one of them was this Hazrat Mulana Muhammad Abdullah Birvi Ramtane. Then when Hazrat Khwaja Fazl Ali Ramtane passed away, some of his peer-bais, you know, some of the other Khulafa of Quraysh Ramtane, they also gave birth to Hazrat Bir Ramtane. The most prominent of them was Hazrat Ali al-Murtaza. So he was a peer-bai of Hazrat Abdullah Bilvi. He was also Khalifa of Hazrat Fazal Quraysh Ramtane. And then he also got Khalafa from Hazrat Bilvi. And basically through him is mostly how through Hazrat Bilvi Ramtasasala spread onward. Uh, and then, after Hazrat Hazul Krishna passed away, then he actually gave bear to a Qadri Sheikh in Gujarat, India. In Gujaratis. Huh? Baruch. Baruchi. 
to some sheikh in Baruch in Gujarat in India and he also again got the Ijazat and God from him. And like I told you, he was the father-in-law of Hazrat Mulana Muhammad, a Shafshadamtai, and also Hazrat Mulana of Taji Mulana Shafshadamtai, first sheikh. He was his first sheikh. So in this Madhafi Bilvi, uh, there are also some, especially volumes one and two are more ilmi, and very interesting nukat on tafsir, a whole tafsir, surah fataha, istalahat, usul, quran, usul tafsir. And in uh, volumes three and four are more of his teachings on tasawwuf and saluk. So mostly uh, what the maqsad I wanted you to get from Tasri Sadil, the Khulasan Tasil, I think you've gotten that. Uh, and I decided to pause that work over there because the important points were those initial hidayat and fasl. Now I will be reading and teaching you some things from Marifi Vilvi Ramtale from Arnakshabandi Mujadidi Mashaikh. And then it's also for you, it's important for you to understand also that obviously all these great Mashaikh had different styles of writing and styles of teaching. And overall, basically, this is the way the Sawuf should be today. That whatever Salsala and Tariqa a person may belong to, but you must still also understand the Sawuf through the Mashaikh of your Tariqa and Salsala, but also through the Akabar Ulama and Deoband. Alright? So the Akabar Ulama Deoband part that has been covered in the past six, seven Madalas. Now to give you some teachings from some of the great Akabar, Mashaikh and Akshaband. And I may also, depending from time to time, teach you from some other works of some of the other great historical Mashaikh and Akshaband of the past. So here, here, has a Ramtale, it starts out with some Nasihat. This was the Majlis of his, which his son who compiled this in 1953. Uh, it was the very first edition when the book was printed uh, from the Khanka and later on Hazrat Ludhiyan Ramtale had it printed properly from Karabji in this computer edition. Hazrat Luqman ne Hakeem alayhi salam ke apne bete ko nasihat. E bete khuda azza wa jal ko pehchan ki wa wahdahu la sharika lahu be misl hai zat mein bhi aur sifat mein bhi aur kaam mein bhi. Hazrat Bil Ramtai was very much into correct and sound Aqidah. In his first two volumes, he has several interesting mabahis on Aqaid and one very dilchas mabahis on Hayat and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on the fact that Nabi Akareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is spiritually alive in his resting place. Here to here, Luqman Akim Alaihi is mentioning that Allah Subhanahu is bimisal in his essence and in his attributes and in his actions of all, and this was a very important masla of the Aqaid of Ulama, Ahmad Sunan and Jama'ah. The reason why this is, Azad Bailvanta is mentioning this, is unfortunately there are some people who ascribe the sifat of Allah Ta'ala to Ghayrullah, and some people who misunderstand uh, these Aqaid. Number two, Junasiyat Kisiku Kar, Pale Uspar Khud Bi Amal Kar, Tab Ziyada Masur Hogi. So whenever, you, before you advise someone else, you must always uh, practice it yourself. This is a set of uh, almost 50 Nasai of Hazrat Luqman Hakim alayhi salam that many Mashaikh used to teach from. Number three, Baat apne andaza andaz un mikdar par karna 
So you should speak according to your uh, relative position vis-à-vis -vis others. Or logon ki kadar shanasi kar, baron ki izzat kar, or chota par rahm kar. That you must try to value people according to their position. Uh, you should have a great respect for elders, and you should be kind and gentle and compassionate to those who are young. Number five, this is also is a very famous nasiya of Quran, but I, it's new for me to do this in Urdu. Vivakuf Sibag. Yeah, this is another great nasiha that Luqman Yaqeen gave, that you must flee from the person who is foolish. I remember in the Masnavi Malana Ruhm, they also said that a foolish friend can hurt you, and he gives the example of a bear, that there was a man who had a bear as a pet, and that man who had a huge bear, grizzly bear, as a pet, and the man was taking a nap, and there was a fly that was on the man's face. So the bear went and took a club and tried to smash the fly, but he ended up killing the man also. And Malaru Ramtai mentions the story in the Masnavi to say that a foolish friend can hurt you. There. So I will just uh, continue a little bit. Uh, I'm going to move ahead from this. So this is Hazrat Bail Ramtai's own because I realize this is just a long list of Luqman Yaqeem's Messiah. Zaban ki. Zaban ki kaji se dil bhi sab kaji, ha? Kaji, ha? Ha, kaji. Ha, the zaban ki kaji yani tearpan se dil bhi teera ho jata hai. So if you twist your words or have foul language, it will make your heart foul as well. So what does it mean? So just like normally we think there's a rub between zikr lisani and zikr kalbi. Similarly, ghaflat lisani and ghaflat kalbi. And similarly between ithmilisani and ithmikalbi. So ghafil speech will lead to a ghafil heart, sinful speech will lead to a sinful heart, a crooked tongue will lead to a crooked heart. That you should never uh, make a promise that you're unable to keep, whether that is a minor or a great one. Number three, kisiko baddua nade. Agarche hazar taklif ay salaf salihin ki yehi adat mubarak hai ki wo kisi ko baddua nahi dete the. So what does it mean baddua? It also means in your heart you should not have runs for someone. No matter what they do in an Arabic this is called ghil. Ghil means malice, spite, hatred, enmity, hostility. No matter what that person may do to you. Number four, zulm na kare, na haase, na zaban se. You should never wrong another person, whether you wrong them through an action or deed, or whether you wrong them through your word, neither through action or deed, nor through word and speech. Number five, kisi ki taraf nifaq ko kufr ki nisbat na kare. Never try to accuse somebody of being a disbeliever or being a hypocrite. Number six, zahari guna, jo har kisi ko malum hai, wa baatani guna. Masan Hassan Kina Bogus Kibur Ujum Raflat Guru Tama Vagera Sipachniki Sai Yani Koshish Kare. And she should try to abstain from outward sin, which should be known to everybody by virtue of being a believer, and you should try to stay away from the inward sins such as envy, uh, malice, hatred, arrogance, pride, 
ghaflat, being unaware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ghurur, being in delusion about yourself or in delusional hopes about the future, tama, greed, and other such things. Alright. And something on his hakikat nafs. Yaad rakhna chahiye ke roo, nafs, or kalm, zaad ke itibar se ek cheez, or sifat ke itibar se mukhtalif hai. You should remember that a ruh, nafs, and kalb, in terms of all being in your essence and in your being, they are one. But in terms of their sifat, their attributes and characters, they are different. Is jadse ke woh mabde hayat hai, usko ruh kehte hai. So from the perspective that they are the basis of your life and origin of your life, you will call it ruh. Or is jadse ke badan ki tadbir karta hai, irada, kuwat, kudrat, ana, janna, channa, pirna, isko nafs kehte So yourself uh, and your control of yourself and your awareness of self such that it controls your bodily movements and your intentions and your abilities and your power and your coming and going, that would be called nafs. Or is jadse ke wo aalam sifri se iraz karke, aalam uliya tak or alam uliya se alam sifri tak jata hai isko kalb kehte hain aur baaz ko call ye hai ke nafs ruh ki misal ek cheez hai jo badan mein bitore amanat ke rakhi hui hai wo ghair dhalika min al aqwal lekin isme muttafiq hai ke akhlaq e razila masan hasan ki ne wagaira aur afal e na pasandida ka sabab wahi nafs hai jiski islah riyazat aur mujahadat se hogi iski islah ka naam tasqiya hai wa qulihi ta'ala kad aflaha man zakkaha ye qul is baat par dalil hai alright so he was mentioning different understandings about the ruh and the kalb what he said interestingly about the kalb the kalb can have emotional attachment to both things either your heart will leap at the lowly mundane dunya life of this world or your heart will have that ability to reach out and yearn for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the same time, if you have a heart that yearns for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your heart could fall back again and do nuzul and again have love and emotional attachments for this world. There, and he said that some ulama had mentioned that nafs and ruh is a similar thing. And he does a lot of this in his tafsir also, looking at these words and trying to analyze them in his tafsir and he mentions many aqwal. But the key thing he says is that to adorn oneself with, with good attributes and to remove the bad attributes in the person, that requires islah of the nafs. And islah of the nafs will happen, riyadat means by making some regimen exercise of zikr, mujahada means, means strenuous striving against the nafs amara and this islah is called Tazkiyah. This Islam is called Tazkiyah. Then he gives an example of what type of illnesses a Salik could have. Salik me hasad or ghaflat ka maraz hai ya ziyada amraz hai. Jaysi bukhul bhi hai jo maada khaak ka alphool hai. Or hasad bhi hai جو مادہِ آتش کا سمرہ ہے اور تمہ و حرص وغیرہ بھی ہے جو مادہِ آبی کے نتیجہ ہے اور اقائد توحید و قیامت میں شکوک بھی ہے جو مادہِ ہوائی کی شاخ ہے 
ایسا مرشد ہو جو امراض مرکب کے علاج بھی کرے اور مفرد کبھی پھر وہ علاج فارغ البال کبھی ہو جس کو معاش کا فکر نہیں ہے اور اس شخص کبھی جو مشغول اوقات ہے یعنی علاج غیر علاج اچھا علاج غیر امیرانہ کر سکے غریب ہو علاج غریب و امیر کر سکے غریب وہ کہ مصروف الوقت ہو اور امیر وہ ہے کہ فارغ الوقت ہو معاش وغیرہ سے فارغ So sometimes the shaykh has to just cure one thing about them. Maybe they just have shahwa, maybe they just have lust, maybe they just have hasad. Sometimes the shaykh has to look at the overall holistically corrupted being because they have multiple sins in them. They have multiple sins in them. And ishara was also that a person who is free, their cure, free, maybe because they're emir or rich, their cure will be different. And that person who is uh, busy, whether they are poor for whatever reason, their cure will be different. Alright? Nafs ki chand sifat. Nafs teen kism ka hota hai, ammara lawamu utmana. Ammara wo hai ki batil arzu aur maasi mein aise mustagrak ho, ki wo us par nadamat aur pishmani se bhi khali ho. So nafs al-mara is that nafs that is so involved in sin and drowning in sin that it doesn't feel any shame or remorse. It's entirely empty and devoid of all shame and remorse. Lawama. Lawama is that after doing wrong, he does not do wrong. And that when a person commits the sin and they have a nafs al-lawama, number one, they feel shame and remorse, and number two, they censor themselves, they reprimand themselves, they get upset with themselves for falling into sin. Third is nafs mutmainna, wo hai ke zikr-e-haq aur tamil-e-firman-e-khandavandi se aram u sukoon paai aur iman u ta'at mein rahat paai. The mutmainna is that nafs that all of its pleasure and desire and enjoyment and relaxation comes from fulfilling the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and through its iman and through all of the acts of obedience. اگر خطرات معاصی سے بھی مبرہ ہے تو اسمت کے درجے سے سرفراز ہے جو انبیاء اکرام علیہ السلام کے ساتھ مخصوص ہے تو if a person is free from even the thoughts of sin if a person is free from the thoughts of sin then they will be innocent from that sin the way the انبیاء were innocent from that sin but overall اسمت is مخصوص is خاص to the انبیاء علیہ السلام اور اگر خطرات معاصی سے پاک نہیں اگر معاصی کی طرف میلان نہیں رکھتا تو حفاظت کے درجے پر ہے سو اف دے ڈونٹ ہیو دے محفوظ اور اگر میلان معاصی رکھتا ہے ایون دیئر 
not only do they have thoughts, but they're even inclined, tempted towards sin. Magar, apne jandu johad bifazli ta'ala barsh jata hai. So due to their hard work and effort and self-discipline and self-restraint from the fazl and karam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is able to stay away from sin. Tum mujahada ke darjise naseeb. So anbiyar masoob, some people might be mafuz. And an ordinary person is going to only be a way to stay away from acting upon sinful impulses or temptations through mujahada. Through mujahada. Alright? Yisam darajad nafsim mutamanna kehe. So what it means is that a person can get nafsim mutamanna through their mujahada. Through their strenuous effort. How to get that taskiya to that janate ke taskiya mutmainna chaar kisme? Awal, tamam kamo me apne aap ko pure tor par Allah Taala ki support karde aur mayat ki manid hasal ke haath me ho jaye ki wo jaise chaye rakhe. So to give oneself to Allah Taala, to submit oneself entirely to Allah Taala. The way a corpse would submit themselves to the person doing their ritual bath. Which means just to submit. So one way to do it is pure tasleem. Pure and simple. Just become a slave and submit entirely. No other technique required. Just become a slave and submit to the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa This is what an Arabic Imam Ghazan is called Ubudiyya. Farsi Urdu Abdiyat. This Abdiyat or Bandagi Apnale. Then you will be able to stay away from sin. Second, don. Ye ke hak subhanahu ke siwa ek lamhe ke liye bhi itminan na rahe aur hamesha isme mustagrab rahe. Second is basically zikr. That they make so much zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they can't feel any itminan unless they're making the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is dwaam zikr. Allah bethikrullahi. Tatma inna al-kulub So itmanani kalbu litu nafsim utminna But that's when a person is always remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So the notion here is that Doing the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala A person will be able to stay away from sin With the sleem and the wama zikr So Zahiran tamam kamo mein shariyat par nazar rakhe Bil khusus al-hubbu fillahi wal-bughzu lillah یعنی جس سے محبت ہو تو اللہ تعالیٰ کے لئے ہو اور جس سے غصہ ہو تو اللہ تعالیٰ ہی کے لئے ہو So third is basically to keep your gaze on Shriya all the time especially in all of your interpersonal dealings and relations and the basis of interpersonal dealings and relations or engagement with anything in the world should be that everything should be the love for love love for the sake of Allah Ta'ala and dislike for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala and the fourth way, Chaharam, Tamam kaam Allah Ta'ala ke liye kare, Har cheez mein ikhlas hi ikhlas, Bartte, Bare, Chote, Chote, Bare, Har kaam ko, Khalis Allah Ta'ala ki raza ke liye kare. Or hasbe irshad-e murshid, Zikr-e muraqaba, Kham khane, Kham sunne, Or makhluk se yiksui ke zariye, Apne dil ko, Sekal kare, Inne apne dil ko polish kare. The fourth is that every single thing they do should be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is called ikhlas. Whether in small or major deeds, everything should be done only and only for the sake of the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and according to the instructions of their shaykh, 
they should do zikr, marakamba, eat less, sleep less, and try to interact with the human creation less. And by doing all of these things, they will be polishing their hearts. Then he makes a comment that know that the itminan, and he means nafsim mutminan kalbe mutmin that the anbiya had and the itminan that the oliya have in donum is zameen asman kafarke. So the amount of itminan we can obtain is nothing near approximating the amount of itminan that Allah Ta'ala bestowed upon the anbiya and mursaleen and their daraja is always highest. Last couple of things. Tazkiya nafse amara, chan chizo se hoga. If a person has, so that those are the four ways to get nafs mutminna, and now he's going to mention three ways to purify the nafse amara. Oh well. Yekin nafs jo is per hakim hai, jo chata hai, karata hai, uski hukumbat is per nare, is torse ki jo shariat jayz per bade vokare, jis chiz se shayat roke, rup jave. پہلے تکلیف ہوگی کہ جبر سے اپنے نفس کو منوانا پڑے گا پھر کام کرنے اور رکھنے سے آہستہ آہستہ کم وہ تکلیف کم ہوتے ہوتے رفع ہو جائیں گے بے فضل ہی تعالی so the first thing is to abs that nafs which is a ruler over you and makes you do whatever it wants you have to end its حکومت end its dominion and kingship over you how will you do that? You must simply make a firm decision that whatever is permissible in the Sharia, you will do it, and whatever is not allowed in the Sharia, you will absolutely cease and desist it entirely. And in the beginning, it will be hard, and you will have to do jabber, you will have to use sheer willpower and determination to force yourself to do it. But once you do that, and you keep doing that, gradually over time it will become less hard until with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, all of the difficulty in doing so will be removed. So what you don't like for yourself, don't like that, prefer not to do that for your fellow Muslim brother. So this is a famous hadith of Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa None of you is completed and perfected their iman until they love for their fellow believer what they love for themselves. But here it also means that they dislike for their fellow believer what they dislike for themselves. So what he's doing in Ishara here is that sometimes when you violate somebody else's rights, that's what keeps the nafsa imara going. So one way to fight the nafsa imara is if you wouldn't want to be shoved or you wouldn't want to be talked in a certain way, don't talk to somebody else in that way. And when you do that, that will also knock off, knock away and will help to tear down the nafsa amara. So, and this is the third and the last of the three ways to do tazkiyah of the nafsa amara. So, ye ke apne aap se bangumani rakhe. Doosroon par bangumani na ho. Har kisi ko apne se achcha samjhe. Jo ab apne mein dekhta hai, wo agar doosre mein dekhta hai, تو پھر تانو استعزا کیوں کرتا ہے اور اگر تو اس عیب سے پاک ہے تو پھر بھی استعزا و تان کرنا احمق کا کام ہے 
اگر یہ مرض اس میں ہے تو دوسرا مرض تیرے میں ہوگا اس خاتمہ کا پتہ نہیں ممکن ہے کہ اس کو اللہ تعالیٰ معاف کر دے اور کسی دوسرے عیب میں تجھ پر گرفت کرے واف ربنا And if you see a fault in someone which you don't see in yourself, even then you shouldn't mock them. That is even more foolish of you. Why? Because, okay, you might not have that fault that you see in them, but you may have other faults which aren't in them. And in any case, no one knows what the final outcome of any person might be. It's quite possible that Allah Ta'ala might forgive him for the fault that you view in them, And you who don't view any faults in yourself, Allah Ta'ala may make you mubtala, He might afflict you with all types of faults and sins later on in the future. Nafsillawama ka tazkiyah yeh hai ke neki ki janir ko ghalib kare, burai se bachne ki sa'i kare, agar nafs sarkash kare, sarkashi kare, to nafil ya roza ya maal haspe wusat ka apne par جرمانہ رکھ کر ادا کرتے رہے اصلاح ہو جائے گا اوکے سو ہی مینشن defeats you, then you should keep some type of punishment for yourself. If you remember one point I did with Imam Ghazali mentioned this, that you should punish yourself. Either some nafil salah or some extra fasting or put some voluntary sadaqah but then you make it mandatory on yourself. And if you do that, that will do islah of the nafs al So three ways to do Islam of the nafs al-mara, tazkiyah of the nafs al-mara, Islam, tazkiyah of the nafs al-mara. One way to do Islam, tazkiyah of the nafs al-mara. Better for us that we adopt all four, because even that fourth one would be beneficial in tackling the nafs al-mara. So again, you have another example of these mushayib, they're training. And when they train and they tell people there's some very intense things, it's not easy to do amal on these things. People say that you might do that once. People can get away with that once. And okay, if I do a Banazri, I'll give a hundred rupees away. Maybe the first time you do that. The second time you'll catch yourself a pass. Right? Oh, if I miss Fajr, I won't uh, eat dinner that night. Yeah, these are true Salakin were like that. They would hear the Sheikh say this and they would do it. Right? Me and you, we can't do it. We think, oh, that would, yeah, that would work. But we don't do it. Right? I said, okay, I miss Fajr, you know, let me have dinner, inshallah, I promise, you know, I'll, I will pray Fajr. You're like a kid, you know. So the kid, when the kid, when the mom and dad try to punish the kid, so the kid tries to get out of the punishment, right? So the nafs is like that child that tries to get out of the punishment. But these type of, the type of marines that these people had also, were real talib sadiq. They would do this type of stuff, you know. They would literally do it, you know. Now in this day and age also, I mean, I don't want, none of you should go overboard, right? 
Mashallah, order your keeping fast and praying tilaweeh, right? Uh, some people get too much of an ajazba, you know, and they take huge, you know, if I do this, I'll pray hundred nawafal and then paschate. You never want to outdo your ability either. You never want to put a punishment that you would not be happy doing. Because you don't want to unhappily be praying to Allah Ta'ala. It shouldn't be a chore, right? That, oh, I told myself I pray hundred nafil if I do this sin, you nafs made you do this sin, you say, okay, I'm going to punish it. But then you're unhappy about that. And that's our condition. We are very weak people. You'll be unhappy about that fast. You'll be unhappy about that ibadah. So you can do this, but do it a little bit. Start slowly. Start slowly. And the first three things are obviously even more critical and more important. So what you see here in common is a lot about willpower and effort. Right? So that striving is actually the most difficult part of this tasking. Taking a shaykh, sitting with shaykh, traveling with shaykh is easier. Right? Uh, doing ijtimai ibadat, whether it's taraweeh, is easier. That alone striving on your musalla to fix yourself that's the hardest part now the rupt between these two things was the notion and the soul and the experience also of these mashaykh and the practice and experience practical experience of the salakin was the more they did the first thing the more they would do the second thing so we have to be careful we don't we want to make sure we maintain that flow that the more sahbah, the more taraweeh, the more fasting, the more you're able to wage the one-on-one battle with your nafs. Ultimately, the final real battle with the nafs is one-on-one between you and the nafs. There's no book there, there's no shaykh there, there's no dars quran there, there's no dars there. Ultimately, it will be you and your nafs one-on-one. That's all that matters, really. That's really what it matters. It's like all of this is training. So you imagine, like, can you imagine that you you train, you call soldiers to base camp for training, and then you send them out, and they don't they 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 they, they, they don't know, they don't use their weapons. So then, what was the point of the training, right? So the purpose of the training was when you send them out and they face the enemy, they're trained and they're more skilled at taking the enemy down. So the battle is against the nafs. That's why this islahun nafs, taskut nafs, islahun nafs, taskut nafs. And that battle will never be waged during the majlis. There's no battle with the nafs during majlis time. There's no battle with majlis during tarawih. There's no battle with majlis, battle with nafs during tawaf. The battle with the nafs comes out there when you leave. You leave masjid, leave haram, leave suhbah, leave tarawih, leave itikaf, whatever is it that you were doing. It's out there. It's back there. So the whole name of the game of Saluk and Tazkiyah and Islam is out there, it's not in here, right? But the theory and historically the practice and experience was that the more person got the training in here, the more successful they were out there. But some of us, we're so weak, right? Now, what does this mean? So let's say somebody feels this about themselves. Yeah, this is me, I'm so weak, I get the training in here and I fail out there. So now we'll come a shaitani waswasa. Shaitani waswasa. That okay, just give up on the training. If you give up on the training, you will definitely never succeed out there. That's the number one guaranteed way to make sure you will continue to fail and always fail the rest of your life. That soldier who, despite training, cannot perform well on the battlefield, the best way to make sure he will never ever be able to get out of this rut 
and will never be able to perform well on the battlefield is from to stop his training also. It's called giving up. It's called giving up. That's all it is. And it's all of us who suffer from shaitan. So we have to think that, okay, at least I have one thing in my life. Maybe not today, maybe not in one year, maybe 10 years, 20 years, maybe never in my lifetime, but on the day of judgment, Allah Ta'ala will do rab this, that I tried. I was trying. My training was my trying. I was failing, no doubt. I failed every time on the battlefield, but I kept trying by getting the training. Right? So we have to be very careful to protect ourselves, and this will be the next majlis because he's got a very interesting about shaitani wasawis and khatarat and khawatir, different thoughts that come to a person's mind. And only just in she's bukhola about shaitani wasawis. It's like two majalis just on shaitan. Yeah, two majalis just on shaitan and his waswasa. And the khawatir, khawatir means the random thoughts that populate a person's mind and can sidetrack them from their vision. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to become firm and steadfast and accept us for the effort of Islam and Tazkiyah. And by means of that effort, may Allah Ta'ala grant us success finally in Islam and Tazkiyah of our nafs. Make Ma'a from close your eyes, bow your head, disconnect from the world. Make me that your kalb is making zikr of Allah Taala's name. If you want the firm zikr of Allah Taala in your heart, you want the remembrance of Allah Taala to imprint on your heart, to be endowed in your heart, and to attain that true, real da'im zikr Allah. You're making it that your kalm is making zikr of Allah Taala's name, that your kalm is calling Allah, Allah, Allah. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah Subhanallah min ala mahabala Masadiyana Sayyidina Muhammad Al-Ala'ala Sayyidina Muhammad Al-Ala'ala ये یا ہمارے خود نفس ہمارے کو مار دیجئے یا اگر ہم سے محنت مطلوب ہے آپ نے ہم سے کوئی محنت اور سعی اور کوشش کے بعد یہ فضل کرنا ہے تو یہ نبی کریم اس محنت کی بھی توفیق عطا فرما اس محنت کی طرف ہدایت عطا فرما اس محنت پر استقامت نصیب فرما ہمیں کرنے والے بنا آمدین میں سے بنا فائلین میں سے بنا نبی کریم ہمارے نفس افسوس ہوتا ہے لیکن پھر بھی دوبارہ گناہ میں پڑتے ہیں یعنی بکریم پھر دوگنہ شرمندگی ہوتی ہے یعنی بکریم اس دوگنہ شرمندگی کو ختم کرنا دیجئے رمضان مبارک کی برکت سے آپ کا فضل کرم سے ہم محفوظ رہ رہے ہیں اگر ہمیں پتہ ہے یہ آپ کا کرم ہے 
ہماری اصلیت نہیں ہے یہ آپ کی حفاظت کا سایہ ہے میرے بیٹی جس انداز سے آپ نے انسان دن رات رمضان میں ہمیں محفوظ کیا میرے بیٹی رمضان کے بعد بھی ایسے ہی حفاظت عطا فرما یہی برکت عطا فرما یہی رجوع اللہ نصیب فرما بلکہ رم تو تو بڑے ضروف العظیم والی ذات ہیں اس سے بڑھ کر معاملہ فرما ہمیں ہمیشہ دین میں ترقی عطا فرما سراط مستقیم میں ترقی عطا فرما ہمیشہ اپنے کلب کی طرف بلا علم کریم کلب کے بعد دوری میں نہ پڑھنا نصیب فرما کچھ نیکی کے دن گزار کر کچھ عبادات مسلح پر وقت گزار کر واپس ہمیں اپنے غفلت کے کام اور عادتوں میں نہ پھینک فرما آپ کرم کر دیجئے فضل کر دیجئے مہربانی کر دیجئے اس نفس عبارت کو توڑنے کے لیے جو آپ کی خشیت خوف ہے وہ بھی نصیب فرما جو تسلیم سپردگی ہے ہمیں اس سپردگی کے ارادہ رکھتے ہیں آپ کے سامنے پیش کر رہے ہیں کریم ہمیں حقیقی طور پر تسلیم تفویض کا مقام عطا فرما علم کریم دائم ذکر نصیب فرما ہر وقت دل میں اپنی یاد عطا فرما اس یاد کو گناہ کی میلان پر غالب فرما اس یاد کو گناہ کی خلاط پر غالب فرما اس یاد اللہی کو علم کریم نفس کے جذبات پر غالب فرما ہمیں ایسے یاد اللہی نصیب فرما جو ہمارے نفس پر غالب آ جائے علم اپنے رحمت کرم فضل سے تمام حقوق الباد پڑھنا پورا کرنا نصیب فرما کسی کو تکلیف نہ دینا یہ ہماری حقیقت کو بنا ماضی میں جس کو تکلیف دے چکے ہیں ہمیں معاف فرما ان کو دل میں یا کریم القا کر دیں کہ وہ ہمیں بھی معاف فرما یا کریم ہم لوگوں کے لیے باعث راحت باعث سکون بنا یا رب ہماری دین کی دعوت دین کی خدمت کے لیے قبول فرما علم کریم آپ کے اہل حق علماء اہل حق مشائق جن نے دین کی کوشش کی لوگوں پہ محنت کی لوگوں کو آپ کی شریعت تک پہنچایا لوگوں کو آپ کی معرفت تک پہنچایا لوگوں کو آپ کی محبت تک پہنچایا علم کریم ان کی تمام محنتوں کو قبول فرما ان کی حیات زندگی ملفوظات تصنیفات ان کے ادارے ان کے شاگردوں سب کو یارب کریم قبول فرما اور دوبارہ یارب کریم امت میں ایسی فضا پیدا فرما اصلاح کی فضا تذکیہ کی فضا ذکر کی فضا تقوی کی فضا اخلاق کی فضا حیا کی فضا اور یارب کریم جب آپ ایسے ہوا چلائیں گے تو ہمیں بھی یارب کریم ان ہواؤں کو بھرپور حصہ نصیب فرما ربنا تکبر منا انک انت السميع العليم وتوب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على حبيبه سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين امين